Hey listeners, we've had a lot of bonus content in the feed this week. It won't usually be this way, but we had the extra recording material and it was kind of a week where we could all use um, a little extra joy in our lives or whatever looks like joy in times like these. So for this episode today, we have a uh, short conversation about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is full of spoilers. Uh, but we figured we would drop this in the main feed today. Hopefully we'll put other episodes like this on Patreon for people to look at. So if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. You can give us the smallest amount of money and you can have access to all sorts of fun bonus content like this. And also stick around at the end of this episode for a special commercial for uh, What the Hell is the Pastor's favorite Patreon perk, Pillow Talk. We hope you enjoy what we have today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. So do we want to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier now, or do we want to do it after it's all done? We're going to do both. You know that. Let's be, okay. let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Prophet, preacher, servant, leader, rector, reverend, deacon, elder, what the hell is the We just watched this week's episode today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we were at a dinner party last night and we were talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And one of the hosts made the comment that um, like Captain America, Steve Rogers is uh, who America thinks it is, but what's his name? I said that. No, Rachel said it too. Okay, so Ian said this thing. I was I was reporting something I saw on Twitter or Reddit. Yeah, and like that the John John Walker. John Walker, John Walker is who America actually is. I don't think they do a good enough job showing us that John Walker is who America actually is. Like I think they they're so torn between actually like living up to this narrative of he is this honorable combat veteran who's like got some issues but is still an honorable combat veteran like it's it's like they're demonizing his ptsd and that's not Mm. a good reason to dislike like because somebody has ptsd is not a good reason to be like that's america today you know like it's yes yes I don't, I don't know if they've earned it. Now, like, his continuing insistence on saying that, like, he is Captain America, like, that's who he is now, and you can't take that from him. That's, like, that's an angsty white boy. Like, I will give you that. But the, like, the incident with him, like, battering somebody to death with a shield, that's a PTSD reaction. It's terrible. It's horrible. This shouldn't have happened. Somebody should have stopped him. Like, we should not have put him in a situation where he could be triggered in this way. But, like that's kind of what that is like that's where that that comes from and so like there's just a it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what military service can do to a person and and so that's what i don't like about it like let's have a let's have a conversation about how like he uh he now now that he's been giving something he doesn't want to give it back and how he has no humility whatsoever but like that's not what has made him a villain in this in terms of the consequences he's facing i i think that's a really strong point actually i i had not really thought of it in those ways that that your comments about um they're really villainizing PTSD and not him. I think I think that's quite interesting, and I think you're right. I think that I'll start with this. John Walker is a son of a fuck. 
and I never liked him. So <laughs> we'll start with that. We'll start with that. I, I, I stand by the fact that he should have been killed in episode two. If he decided to jump out of the helicopter and fight five super soldiers at once. Right. I, like, like he should have. He, I was, I was, I, and that was what I first thought. My first thought was when John Walker jumped out of the helicopter, I was like, oh, we're killing off the U.S. agent really fast. I, I didn't expect this. Because, like, just grab his arms, rip his arms off. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> no, come on, you're all five of you super soldiers. But anyway, I think that um, if they wanted, let me try, from my perspective, there are, like, doing three th or four things with John Walker. And, and on one hand, like you said, they, there's this sort of sort of political narrative where, where we're, we're seeing ourselves as Americans through John Walker, you know, in, in the kind of shitty way he is, you know, as both on like, like saying to the Wakandans in Sokovia, you have no jurisdiction here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like that's that's a typical American response. And 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 it's ridiculous. Like none of them have jurisdiction there. None of them should be there. But John Walker sort of assumes he can be there. Like like on one hand, you kind of have those sort of things happening. Right. Um, and the other thing you have is um, Zemo, you know, and Zemo's actually rather interesting kind of conversation about power that John Walker sort of lives into right like yeah super soldiers at this serum you know the concept of this serum is serves the concept of supremacy that that's it that's the answer and and it's it's a great line from Zemo because it immediately repels Sam who has Steve Rogers in his mind Mm -hmm. like Steve Rogers didn't think he was better than everybody else, which is interesting because of course he did, you know, Steve Rogers, it was just in a different way. He just saw himself as, as the Messiah, you know, and, and maybe not as the overlord, but he certainly saw himself as the one who needed to take on everyone's problems. And in civil oh, yeah. war, you know, the movie that, that Sam Wilson totally throws himself behind Steve Rogers in Civil War, Steve Rogers takes on the entire world and defies all sovereign governments and, and throws away friendships all for the sake of whatever he wants to do, you know? So, like, there's a sense in which Zemo's right. And then, and then you also see it in the show with, like, with like Carly, right, who, who sort of refuses that. Carly's like, no, I'm a freedom fighter. And Zemo's like, no, you're not. You're a supremacist. You know, you, you've, you believe that, you believe in in, in your supremacy and the supremacy of you and your people and your ideas and your vision of the world. And you believe that you should make that vision of the world happen by force. That's what you believe. So is righteousness just a form of supremacy? Because that's why, like, I think that Steve truly thought that he had the righteous cause. Carly truly believes she has the righteous cause. So is righteousness just supremacy? I think that, I think that, I don't know how to answer that question right now. I have some thoughts uh, that are influenced by some by a womanist book that I'm reading, a womanist theology book I'm reading, um, but I don't really have fully formed thoughts, so I'm not going to answer it. I think that either for the purpose of the of the show, though, I think that Zemo's critique is really haunting mm -hmm. because I think you're supposed to sort of ask that question. Um, I really do. Like, I really think you're supposed to ask that question. Um, 
like, well, well, isn't Carly correct? Well, I don't know. Zemo doesn't really care about that. You know, that's what makes, I think, the Zemo. But I'm, I'm diverting. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. So I want to talk about John Walker. So John Walker's, they're doing that, right? So they've got this sort of po- political element where John Walker sort of represents America in this really uncomfortable way. And then you've got this, this sort of supremacy thing where John Walker is tempted by the serum and takes it in order to, um, you know, uh, be able to defeat his adversaries, right? Like he, in that episode where he takes it, he makes the comment about the Wakandans being able to beat him and every, everybody's able to beat him every time, you, you know? And, right. and so he, he makes that comment. Um, the other dimension here that, that is frankly the most interesting part that, that they keep burying and making strange is the sort of is the sort of psychology of John Walker as this uh, as this guy who who ultimately uh, sees himself as very small, hmm. right? So like, and this is this is I think a good mirroring with Steve Rogers, right? Like Steve Rogers. Um, part of the reason, you know, the narrative of, of, the, of the Captain America films is Steve Rogers is the ideal candidate for the super serum because Steve Rogers is, uh, understands weakness. And because he understands weakness, he understands the value of strength. And so you give Steve Rogers a super serum and he is enhanced, you know, as a, hu- as a, as a human being, but, but may, sort of maintains this sense of, the value of strength is in the aiding of weakness. It's not in the creating of, of more strength. And so he's able to sort of, to sort of do that. You've got this, this dimension where Steve is a nobody, ultimately, with, with no physical prowess, but, um, but, but is the right guy to take on the super serum. And John, you, you have in sort of John Walker's thing, is, is everything that anybody would want in an ideal soldier but but he sort of but nobody cares that's true like nobody listens to him nobody cares the only people that care are are his loved ones you know his wife cares lamar cares have you ever watched the show total drama island no (laughs) okay never mind total drama uh lamar is the voice of chef on total drama island uh and and it's it's pretty great but anyway i i I always call him chef because i can never remember it's lamar until he until i see the next episode the whole (laughs) week goes by and i forget his name so i was like it's chef from total drama island Uh, anyway um like lamar cares about him like like they all believe in him but but ultimately he's just you know he 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 sort of sees himself as very small and so and so his taking of the serum it enhances him and then and then he can finally see himself as very big and powerful but it still doesn't matter they still take the shield from him they still do all of this stuff and and that element is so buried but that should be the better that should be the more interesting element like if you if you didn't want to it, so like if you weren't going to make him just a total um bully if you weren't just going to make him a total bully who represents, you know, kind of bad, uh, bad United States, then you should have done that. You should have had longer backstories of, of him 
um, you know, uh, working through boot camp or training. You should have had you should have had 15 minutes to recreate the opening of Captain America one. Yeah, that's what you should have had. So that when 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 he arrives at that episode where he takes a serum, there was more context and you, you kind of understood like like you understood why he was getting so upset. Like, like, yeah, things aren't working out, but why are you butthurt? This can't be the first time you have to listen to a team, right? Like right. this can't be the first, like, like, why are you, why are you getting so angry? You know, like there, that, to me, that, that, that should have been it. And the reason is in this last episode, like the most powerful moment of this last episode was probably the beginning opening sequence where he where where they're they've confronted him and and sam is is reasoning with them and is like you know and, and we we need you need to be held accountable we we need we can do this together everything's going to be fine and you kind of see john kind of go yeah you're right you're right you're right and then he asks for the shield and then suddenly a switch goes off and john walker he's like Oh no! This is just about taking my power. This is just about this is about mm -hmm. that, and and that only makes sense if there's a context in which John Walker isn't just a son of a fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like like if he, we have to be shown that he's not just a bastard. Like his fall from grace has to has to be obvious. You can't show up, and everybody go. I don't like him. He's got a punchable face and he's clearly evil. You know, like like <laughs> then then him taking the serum and killing the guy, then it all's just then it's all just we're just waiting. It's just on borrowed time, you know. There has to be that that real dimension where he has a reverse Steve Rogers. Um, right. That's that's what I think. That was a very long-winded thing, and I'm very sorry, but that's that's my initial thought. Ian, do you have an initial thought you want to throw in? I'm reserving judgment until the last episode. Okay. I understand. That's fair. I think, um, like, when he's in front of whatever congressional board he's in front of that strips him of all of his authority, um, and he's like, you know, you made me. I just did everything that you told me to do. Like, what I see in this is, is um, it's almost like, the like core insecurity that he has is is meant to kind of represent like the core white male insecurity in the United States of you can do everything right, but because you're not a minority, they're gonna take everything from you. Um, or or like this idea that um, that you're like, even if you play by all of the rules and do everything to like the utmost of your ability and sacrifice everything, uh, because you're not politically correct, because you're not, because you make one mistake because of like, whatever. It's like, there's a persecution complex there. Sure. Um, and, 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 but I don't think it's particularly earned. I just think that, like, that's probably what they're aiming for. Um, right, right. And, and I'm, and I'm confused by that because this does not seem to be like, he's not a Vietnam vet. He's like served in Afghanistan, you know, like, it's not like he's coming home and getting spat on. He came home with honors and then was given a higher honor. I just, yeah, there, we need more backstory for him because he both has really sympathetic moments 
and moments where you're like, well, you just did the entire wrong thing and I don't know what to do with you. And right. yeah, uh, there, there's just, there's too much in the show for, for you to really dwell the amount that you want to dwell on things. I will say though, that by the end of this episode, I felt like some of the things that were extraneous in earlier episodes kind of felt more tied in. Like I loved everything with like, building the boat getting the boat fixed um yeah I that's, love good. The, that's good stuff yeah i love the training montage with sam i like i even liked sam's like a monday quarterback psychologist uh, like reading on bucky of like you think apologizing is gonna do it but it's not you have to like you have to help in whatever way you can uh, and i thought that was really powerful i you mm-hmm. know i also loved bucky like basically gonna shoot Zemo and like dropping the bullets. I was like, I'm here for this. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, I, there were there were a lot of good notes hit in it in this episode and I felt good about a lot of it. Um, and I, I don't wanna be like, man, they gave John Walker short shrift because I don't, I don't think that's true. But I think that, I, I don't know. I, I want something different from that story. Yeah. 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 I have to agree with you. I, so I remember my, my kind of biggest problem with the show has been a tonal problem, you know, has been, has been the buddy cop tone doesn't really work with the um, John Walker stuff. And, and, and I'm really, I'm going to be real with you. I still am not a fan of Carly and that whole thing. Uh, mostly because I still don't understand the. It's not that I don't understand the problem. I'm not following. Like I don't follow the 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 thread of sort of political and moral and ethical logic that Carly and her group are working with. And so, like, I get it. You know, the the um, governments are. Uh, I can't even articulate it actually very well, to be completely honest. And like for me, I think that's that's what makes that part of the story kind of hard for me is that I I I struggle with understanding. It's why the two episodes ago when Sam and Carly had their conversation, I thought that was I thought that was a strong moment because you know, I just feel like Carly as a character is sort of is sort of blind to all of the at all of the implications of whatever position she has. And so when she's presented with them, I think that it, it, it's interesting to watch her kind of put it all together. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that's a weak part for me. But, uh, but I think that the show in general over the last two episodes has really shorn things up, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and, and the tone has become a lot more um, consistent. Uh, you know, I was thinking, like, go ahead. Word, I'm sorry. I was just going to say very, very quickly. I was thinking that that the the John Walker scene in front of the the senator, the, the committee, I think that scene is in some ways supposed to sort of thematically mirror Isaiah Bradley, hmm. um, which is what makes it which is another reason why I found the scene to be odd. Like I thought that was I thought that was one of the poor, more poorly directed scenes in that episode. Like if it was up to me, I, I I wouldn't have John Walker be angry there. I'd just have him be crying, you know, as as he realizes that that yes, he made a very bad mistake, but like as he realizes that 
everything that he's been training for, you know, and, and that he's been told to do and has led to believe he's supposed to do has sort of been a lie. Like I wouldn't have him be a, I don't know, an angry, embittered Ben Shapiro type, you know, because, Ooh, yeah, yeah, because, because uh, if it is supposed to mirror Isaiah Bradley, and, and I think it is, I actually really do think it is like, you know, ultimately, uh, um, John Walker has taken a serum that only exists because of the experiments done on Isaiah Bradley, hmm. you yeah. know, and, and, and is now facing uh, consequences for doing the very thing that, that the American government uh, wanted him to do. Right. Like, like Isaiah Bradley is Isaiah Bradley got in trouble in his story, got in trouble and, and was imprisoned and, and, and experimented on for, being a, a super soldier uh, controlled by the government, right? Like, like he, yes, I guess he didn't listen to them in that one thing, but they made him what he was, and he did what he was, what he, what he was made to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a mirroring that's going there, but like, it's sort of this. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I sometimes get the feeling that we're supposed to really feel for John Walker. And I do a little bit, but he's, but he comes across as uh, too often as an angry internet comment. Yeah. And so, and so I have to be like, why did they direct him that way? Like, why come across like that? Why come across like an angry internet comment um, when, you know, I, you murdered a man. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, you murdered a foreign national on foreign soil. Uh, you're in trouble now. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're in trouble now. Don't freak. Don't don't freak out. Why would you not be in trouble now? So. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Um, I also don't know what to do with uh, Sam's sister, Sarah. Sarah. Yes. Yeah, um, being like, well, you're not going to let Isaiah get in your head about this. And I'm like, oh, Isaiah's right, though. <laughs> that was a weird moment, wasn't it? That was a strange, that was a strange line. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I wonder if there's supposed to be that kind of, that like, in, in intra-community dialogue between like, Black people who are very rightly angry and bitter about all of the horrible things the United States have done, has done to them. And Black people who think that like, well, we have to move forward. We can't, we can't just, we can't just be angry. We have to move forward. And therefore that like anger is not okay or bitterness is not okay. Like, uh, I think, I think there is probably a very rich conversation to be had there. And I would, I am very interested to know uh, the race of all of the writers involved in mm. writing this. Cause I, something about it doesn't sit right with me, but also like, what do I know? Um, but, but you know, I, my favorite thing, just to like that, to close out this conversation, <laughs> my favorite thing is Bucky and he fixes that, that the steam valve that's going. <laughs> And Sam's like, why don't you use your metal arm? And he looks at it and he's like, you know, I, I don't always think of it. I'm right-handed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line. 
get can we can we in conclusion just just talk about how great Sebastian Stan is? Oh, yes, I'm here for he, that. He really is great. Like like talk about talk about taking a character that it's not that the character was uninteresting. It's not that, but taking a character that is ultimately not really enfleshed, right? Like like it ultimately exists as an obstacle. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 a and a both an obstacle and like a catalyst for Steve Rogers' own development. And then and then discovering gloriously that Sebastian Stan is able to act very well and 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 help flesh out this character into like a real character. You know, that's not just sort of the the kind of assassin nega Captain America, but is but is like a functionally different kind of character that that is interesting and mysterious and has a personality and and you know I, I always found that I, I'm so impressed by him in the show. Um, I'm impressed by everybody in the show. I think everybody's doing okay, mm-hmm. even though even though uh, John Walker is is uh, Kurt Russell's son and <laughs> Kurt and Kurt Russell is. Uh, one of the two worst like, actors ever on planet earth you know like like it's just that's just the case but i do i think sebastian stan is doing a great job with the role um and and yeah. and it's and it's always it's always fun to watch him i think yeah this has been the like the amount of screen time for bucky that i have always wanted like i every time i rewatch the first Captain America movie and I see Bucky I'm like why is Steve friends with you like I like you don't get to see like all of the stuff that that would like make him a good friend and like a fun person to like hang out around other than just being handsome Uh, Mm. and then like in this you see like little bits of humor but also just like I don't I don't know there's so much about him like so much about the character that has come out in the show that like I can now read back onto that first movie and be like, okay, I see this, I feel this. Like not that not that Sebastian Stan was like not a good actor in the first Captain America movie. Just like there's sure. no time to explore Bucky in that movie. He's too busy getting kidnapped and dying. <laughs> so. Right, right. He's too busy being the damsel in distress. Well, I mean, Peggy Carter couldn't do it because nobody would buy it. That's true. You know, That's Pe- true. Peggy needs saved. Peggy doesn't need saved. Yeah, Not I will give all. Peggy 90 minutes and then she'll be here. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter needs saved. Oh my God, is Thanos here? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe then we'll <laughs> we might she might need some backup. Uh one my uh one of Beth's friends from high school, her name is Kate. Kate is a musician and a former burlesque dancer. And Kate, I've told you about Kate. Kate is married to a professional wrestler named Ophidian, mm-hmm. who's a masked snake wrestler who's never been unmasked. And so we don't know his real name. And they have wedding pictures of just him and his mask. And, and, and it's great. But Kate, uh, her name is Kate Nix, N-Y-X. And uh, she has written and she's written and recorded on Spotify a song that's just an ode to Peggy Carter. I love it. And uh, um, it's quite good. It, it really is. It's a lot of fun. And it's, it's like just about how uh, whenever I, you know, whenever I encounter a, a you know, a, a, a disgusting man on Twitter or in, in the wild, I just think to myself, what would Peggy Carter do? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and uh, it's good. It's like played on ukulele, and and it's it's a lot of fun. I like that. But, uh, I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I think that Sebastian. I think, like I said, I think they're all doing a good job. I every time I every time I see a new episode, I look at Beth and I'm like, Sebastian Stan is going to be an absolutely kick ass Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah. He really will. Like, because that's who. We've, I think we've talked about that. That's who they've hired to play Luke Skywalker in like on all the Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I think the I think he's gonna kick ass. Like I think it's gonna be awesome to watch. So Sebastian Stan, good job. Keep Come it, on if you want to be on the pod, yeah. <laughs> have a have a quick conversation. There'll, there'll be some different questions like how did you become so handsome? What can I do to become so handsome? Um is that metal arm real? Adrea asked that. Is that his <laughs> real arm? And I'm like, yeah, honey, it's his real arm. Definitely. 100%. Uh, That's so funny. Oh, well, this is great. Listeners, uh, thank you for listening. And don't forget, uh, never tie a giraffe to a mailbox. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Hi friends, Pastor Nick here to tell you all about the Patreon-exclusive podcast for What the Hell is a Pastor. This special content is called Pillow Talk, and I promise you it is truly worth the money to listen to. Now let's get real. We all remember those strange late-night conversations we would have at sleepovers when we were kids. The kind that were super serious in tone, but upon reflection were incredibly silly in nature. If you have fond memories of those conversations, then Pillow Talk is the podcast for you. Pillow Talk is an intimate look at the conversations that two amazing and knowledgeable people have before they fall asleep. If you're still listening to What the Hell is a Pastor at this stage of its existence, then you are going to love these whimsical yet informative late-night conversations. Joe and Ian really transport the listener into that space and time when the human mind wanders to the outer limits of rational conversation and leave us all feeling loved and tucked in before we drift off to sleep. As the only current Patreon listener to this bonus content, I need you to understand something very clearly. I have become absolutely drunk on the power of knowing that Joe and Ian make a whole podcast just for me. And I absolutely do not want to lose this adrenaline rush that this knowledge brings to me. So even though it is absolutely the best podcast that I listen to, and is beyond worth the money that I donate, I need you to back off and stay away from it. Listen to me. I need this. Ministry is so hard, and I am so alone. (laughs) Pillow Talk. A whimsical adventure through our universe without ever leaving your bed. I just, I just need this thing in my life. It's so good. It's so good, you guys. <laughs>